Every week on the show, April and I talk about how you can use the StoryBrand framework as a marketing framework to invite your customers into the story where you are the guide and they are the hero. But today's conversation is a little bit different and I honestly can't wait. Today we are actually giving you permission to be the hero. I'm joined by Donald Miller, my great friend, boss, and author of the new book, Hero on a Mission. Our conversation is all about how you create a life of meaning and purpose and how it allows you to become a hero on a mission and also help grow your business. I'm about to start the show. Hello, Hero Makers. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. J.J. Peterson, and I am joined by my very special guest today, Donald Miller. Hi, J.J. It's good to be back. It's like bringing the band back together. <laughs> yes. It's like the Beatles <laughs> and that Get Back Just like the Beatles. I bet you Peter Jackson makes a documentary about this about moment. About this reunion where we, you and I, <laughs> are finally back together again. What's also really fun about this is you are our very first guest on oh, this right. podcast. Yeah. And now you're our first guest in the new year. We're back together and better than ever, baby. <laughs> I really am so excited for you to be on the podcast today because what we're talking about is something that you and I have been talking about for a couple of years. And I have been encouraging you to you write this book. You have. This is the book that I've been wanting you to write since you wrote Building a Story Brand. Yeah. And on this podcast, we use the StoryBrand framework, which you created, to teach people how to position themselves as, as the guy. The guy. We always say, never play the never hero. Never play the hero. But, <laughs> <laughs> and yet, your new book is all about helping people become the hero of their own story. Totally. And, you know, if you're a brand or you're a leader or you're a business or you're a politician or whatever. It's still true. You never, ever want to play the hero because people are looking for you to lead. The issue is, in order to become a guide in life, not not I mean, we're talk, not talking about branding. We're talking about a meaningful life. In order to become the guide, the only way to do it is to play the hero. In fact, as I say in the book, a guide is just a hero who didn't give up. Mm. Because that's all they are. If you just keep playing the hero, keep conquering different things in order to make a new reality happen – you eventually learn so much that you turn around and you help other people you know, with their life, and that's how you become the guide. And so heroes who are looking for ways uh, to succeed are looking for guides to help them. So really, the, the building a story brand idea of never play the hero, always play the guide assumes that you have actually become an expert in an area and can turn around and help people. Mm -hmm. If you haven't, Hero on a Mission is the – now, of course, we're <laughs> talking about branding, but you know, the book is not about branding. The no. book is about – how to experience a deep sense of meaning in life. And you do that by involving yourself in a story, by waking up every morning and getting interested in your own life and trying to make something happen. And th the definition of that is a hero on a mission. And you really started this book because this philosophy changed your life. Yeah. Right? Like this is something that you encountered many years ago. You started thinking about your own life and how to create meaning and purpose yeah. in your own life. What really was the big influence on that? Like what started you down that road? Well, um, you know, I remember, JJ, I remember um, when I first moved to Portland, Oregon. I actually didn't move there. We ran out of money there. We were trying to get to Alaska. <laughs> we ran out of money in Portland, Oregon. I was 
lived in Houston. That's how far we got. 20 years later, <laughs> I was still living in that town. And uh, I, I just had this big old crush on this girl that I met. And, you know, I, I was 22, 22, maybe 23, right in there. And, you know, the, the old story of unrequited love in your 20s. And, you know, life just wasn't working out the way I wanted it to. And, and I, you know, I, I didn't want to keep going. I mean, you know, you, you can, you can pack, put everything in that you want to, and it's all true. You know, there were certainly thoughts of suicide. I was certainly depressed. Thankfully, that's the last time I was depressed. That was a long time ago. But, you know, that's where it all kind of began of me spending a lot of time pulling lint out of my belly button, holding it up to the light, saying, what's the meaning of all this? And that became a deep dive into theology. I would, you know, attend Bible college courses and I studied with John Silhammer, who was the Old Testament expert. And then I went to read college and audited classes. I was never a student at read college, but I audited classes there. And there there, you know, that was extremely helpful. Um, but it was the study of of old humanities, you know, Ulysses and the in the Greeks and and all the, you know, Nietzsche and Kierkegaard and all that. And they had they had basically arrived at nihilism. I couldn't find an answer in philosophy, couldn't find an answer in theology. I mean, there were answers about what the meaning of life is, but nothing to help me actually experience a deep sense of meaning. And I don't want to get into the I don't want to get theological. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I discovered Viktor Frankl's work. And um, that changed my life. Viktor Frankl basically said he never made an argument for what the meaning of life is. That's what was so brilliant about him. Alfred Adler would do that. Sigmund Freud might do a little bit of that. Friedrich Nietzsche, in terms of becoming the Superman, would do that. Kierkegaard stabbed at that. Um, Frankl didn't. He basically said, I don't know what the meaning of life is, but if you do this, it feels like life is meaningful. So it was almost this like practical pill you could take that would give you a sense of that life at least feels interesting and feels meaningful. And, it, it, it's not, and it's not a drug either. It's just a way of structuring your life. And he called it logotherapy. It roughly translates to a therapy of meaning, and he would put patience through it. So, you know, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, is awfully clinical. After you get through the story of him surviving the Holocaust, which is riveting, um, then he gets into the sort of clinical explanation of logotherapy. And I just started putting myself through it. And for 10 years, felt a deep experience of meaning. I do not know what the meaning of life is. I know that some theologians that I respect infer a meaning uh, based on some text in the Bible. But the Bible never actually says, hey, guys, the meaning of life is X. It never says that. So anything that they're inferring is just that. It's inference. I actually don't think it's been explained to us, which demands what? Faith and courage. And so um, so I put myself through this. It, it was incredibly pragmatic, and it's been 10 years, and I have never woken up not interested in my own life in 10 years. Now, there's times when I've been sad. You know, JJ, you're a close friend, and you know our community has experienced tragedy. We've mm -hmm. lost uh, friends, and there's, it's been, there's just been really hard things. But that doesn't take away from meaning, right? There's still a sense of this is a very sad day, but I'm here on purpose and for a purpose, and let me see how I can serve in the midst of this story. Viktor Frankl really inspired a lot of this, really his idea of how to find meaning in life, create meaning. Well, how to ex yeah, how to create meaning, how to yeah. experience it. He doesn't tell you how to find it or define it, mm. which that to me is the most fascinating part. It's it's There's a good chance that 
the whole thing is a distraction. But it's the most pleasant, wonderful distraction that it's that or nihilism. It really is. It's that or life is meaningless. It's either life is meaningless or I'm going to live this way and experience meaning. There, there are no other options. And the, the interesting thing is everybody from Abraham Lincoln to Emily Dickinson to you know the people that I admire the most lived this way. They didn't, Viktor Frankl hadn't explained it yet, but they accidentally lived this way and inspired the world. I, what I was hoping to do was create an actual cookies on a lower shelf explanation of how to do it. Yeah. And that's what Hero on a Mission is. Well, I think you did do that <laughs> because I've Thank I've you. been a part of this process for a while and it has changed the way that I look at life. And I think why I'm so excited about this book, Hero on a Mission, that's coming out is because I think so many people experience those moments and sometimes those moments last for a very long time where we go, what am I doing? What is life about I don't feel great about things and nothing maybe even in that moment horrible is going yeah. on in my life. Yeah. I just don't it's feel a, it's like a, it's I'm a in restless control. angst, right? Yeah. I, I used to call it a holy dissatisfaction. Mm. You know, like this idea that, like that something is just not quite right. I'm not super depressed, but I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels and just kind of going through life and everything feels a little bit gray. And especially during these last couple of years of the pandemic, I think a lot of people- A lot of us woke up to that. Exactly. We all, couldn't distract ourselves anymore with all the stuff we were doing. And we started saying, my life is not headed in the direction I want. Yeah. And your book really gives- a very practical way to try to seize that moment. Because one of the things you say is, you know, that fate is a horrible writer. Yeah. You know, that if you yeah, leave yeah, yeah. your life up to just fate, that it's a horrible writer, but we actually have the ability to be a co-creator with fate. Yeah, you can write you can write a giant chunk of your own story. Yeah. Yeah. I tell the story in the book of uh, meeting with this kid back when I lived in Portland. I'd written one book, I think, at the time. He it, it was a book about traveling around in a Volkswagen and running out of money in Portland. <laughs> like right about that's my whole life. It's like let me write about what just happened. And um and this kid got in touch with me through a friend and he wanted to write a book and he had just traveled around the country. So I thought, oh yeah, we'll get together. And I realized pretty quickly um he was a nihilist. And a nihilist is basically somebody who believes life is futile, that there's no meaning to it, it's it amounts to zero. Which there is no proof that life is meaningful, but it's an awful awesome experience to not have meaning of some sort, right? And so I said to him, well, what if life is not meaningless? What if just your life is meaningless? <laughs> Which is a mean thing to say. But what I meant by that, and I don't think we're friends anymore, but what I meant by that was, um, that to me, that's like saying this novel that I've written is, is not interesting. So I'm mad at the person who wrote it. <laughs> like, well, you wrote it. You know what I mean? Like, like if your life feels meaningless, it's because the things that you are doing with your life give you an experience of meaninglessness. The beauty of that, the upside of that, is you can actually change. Like, if, like JJ, if you came to me with a story, and, and if I came to you with a story, and in fact, I do this all the time, not necessarily with narrative, but I'll come to you and say, JJ, this isn't working. Can you just read it and give me your feedback? And you'll go, yeah, the offer's not strong at the beginning. Uh, you, you have a great strong offer done at the beginning, but then you don't actually get to deliver on that offer. That's the problem. We're fixing each other's work or we're giving, at least we're giving, you know, helping each other see our blind spots. Um, you can do that with life. So you can actually, when somebody says life is meaningless, there's just a checklist and the book goes through it. You don't want something specific in life. Whatever you want only serves you 
and doesn't actually, it's a narcissistic desire. It, it, you're not, ser- you know, it's not a mutually beneficial desire that you have. Now, if you only serve others, you're going to burn out real fast. But if it's mutually beneficial, it, it, you know, it's going to be pretty good. You are unwilling to engage challenges or you're not letting challenges transform you into a better version of yourself. You, do have, you have not identified a climactic scene that you're heading toward. I, you know, there's four things right there that you can do in your own life to make it more interesting so that you are now not sitting in the theater of your brain looking at the camera of your eye holes at a screen in which nothing interesting is happening. You can change that. And I don't think most people realize they actually have that agency. And your book really walks through how to create that agency by how creating- to create, how to, how, What to do. And by creating a life plan. That's right. Actually, that puts you on a mission to accomplish something with a group of people. Serve. I mean, all the things you just talked about, right? That right. is what Viktor Frankl talked about, about how to create meaning. Right. Is identify a purpose bigger than yourself and a group of people you can find love with that you can accomplish yeah. that and have a redemptive perspective on your suffering. Yeah, you, you know, nailed it. All those things. And so you took those principles and really give people – a very, I, I don't want to say simple because finding meaning is not simple, but really it's not that a hard, very though. practical. That's what's so scary yeah. about it. Yeah, it's practical. It's practical. I, I, the only reason I didn't want to say simple is because I didn't want to demean it. I mean, no, no, no. It, it's really powerful, but it's so simple to actually create a it's life plan. It's not in a philosophy book. Mm-mm. It won't be found there. The only way you can experience meaning is if you actually have a project that you're working on that demands your attention, do so in a community of people so that you're you're getting outside of yourself and sharing your life and then have an optimistic perspective on the challenges and hardships that inevitably come your way. Those are the three things that you have to do to experience meaning. Viktor Frankl mapped it out. And so, yeah, we j- I just put together this life plan and this daily planner. You literally fill it out every day. It takes you about 15 minutes a day and it's a morning ritual. And if you do that, you will experience more meaning in life. And I don't know what the meaning of life is, but I experience it. So the book comes out here in, on January 11th, and hopefully now thousands more will experience it. And that's really what you mean when you say, like, be a hero on a mission. Yeah. Like, so it's taking control of your life and creating that sense of meaning. And that's right. And you, you walk people through how to do this. But in that, one of the most profound things that you ever taught me was when we've walked through the four different types of characters that are in movies and yeah. be, and those four characters are in movies because those four characters are in each of us. Yeah. And it's the idea that each of us at different times play the hero, the victim, the villain, or the guide. Right. And those really are the four spaces. And we often get to choose which role we want to play. Yeah. And you want to move out of the villain and the victim space yeah. into the hero and the guy. I Talk mean, if, about if you, that. If you, if you want to live a really great story, you have to play the hero or the guide. Now, the guide is just a hero who kept going, you know, and they, because that's who you become. You become the guide. As soon as you become a parent, like 50% of you, if not 90% of you, becomes a guide, right? Uh, you know, so, you know, if you, as soon as you become a leader, you become a guide. Um, but you, you play the hero. The fastest way to ruin your story is actually to play the victim or the villain. And yet there is a victim inside of us and there is a villain inside of us. The victim is the one who believes they're doomed. And I don't know about you, JJ, but I'll find myself sometimes, you know, especially, in fact, even as the book is about to come out, you know, I'm done with the book. I recorded the audio book. It was hundreds and hundreds of hours to get it done. 
and the story is more or less over. I've already started on the next book, you know, and every time that I accomplish something big, I go into victim mentality. It's it's just an automatic thing where I just go, there's no other reason for me to get out of bed in the morning and the credits have rolled on that story. And, you know, and then um, that's called victim mentality. So a victim believes they're doomed. Well, the thing is a victim cannot experience a deep sense of meaning. Yeah. Because think about what you have to do. You have to have a project that you're working on. You have to have an optimistic perspective on your suffering and you have to share your life with others. A victim doesn't really, maybe share life with others in the dungeon or whatever, but the victim, victim is totally entrapped by outside forces. So there are actual victims in the world, and we need to do everything we can to help them. But the reality is Don Miller, having just finished a book and recorded the audio book and being too tired to get started on the next book because of, I'm out of energy, is not a victim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so for that season, for that week or however long that lasts – you, you your story stalls. Yeah. And so the beautiful thing about this tool is not that it will save you from ever thinking of yourself as a victim again. That's going to happen. Uh, it's that you you now have the, a tool that gives you the self awareness to know. And now you say, okay, hey, listen, victim victimhood is a coping mechanism. That's what it is. It, so is villain tendencies. They're coping mechanisms. They're ways that I don't have to deal with the pain. Victimhood lays down and dies. Villainhood seeks vengeance. There's two different reactions to pain. Sometimes it's a little bit comforting to play the victim for a minute and then go, okay, I think that's enough. Now we got to get up and we got to go. And, you know, just to have the the tools that give you the self-awareness. But again, all, all, all the tools in the book help you understand and fix your own life story. That's what that's what the whole book is about. How to understand and fix what is happening in your life so that you feel that a deep sense of meaning in the narrative that you have designed for yourself. Yeah, cuz no good stories are written about people who play victims. No. I mean that's They're victims. They're almost always victims in every good yes. story, but the story is about the hero. Yeah, and or the victims ultimately transform and become heroes, which right. then moves them out of that space of being well, a think victim. About it, JJ, every story starts with somebody being a victim. Yep. The hero is an orphan. Yeah. Almost always the hero is an orphan. Watch your next movie. They're going to find some way that the mom or dad wasn't there for them, whatever. And it's just a psychological trick that screenwriters use because most people identify with, even if you grew up with great parents, you had to at some point leave those parents and go off to college or go off to work. And at that point, your wonderful parents weren't around. You felt like an orphan. So what do screenwriters do? They make some orphan as a kid. And you're like, that's me. And this is like, your parents were great. <laughs> yeah. But everybody has yeah. can identify yeah. with that orphan feeling of I'm on my own and I got to build it myself. Yeah. What we do with that pain, though, is we either stay a victim or we seek vengeance on the people who hurt us, or we actually face the challenge and transform into somebody who can deal with that challenge rightly. And then once we learn to do with that, we turn around and help others. So that's the story from victim to hero to guide. And that whole time, there's a villain inside you that wants to take over. And you know we get mad at Donald Trump, and we get mad at Kamala Harris, and we get mad at you know, all the people on TV and on the, God forbid, you actually watch cable news. You get mad at all those people. It's a waste of energy. The The real villain who's affecting your life more than anybody else is you. It's in you. And it, the book teaches you to see that villain and quiet that voice. I love it so much. And it really has, for me, I, uh, changed the way that I 
approach life because I do find myself in those moments oh, of, yeah, we all do. Of, yeah. of playing and it, the victim. And it does no good to shame ourselves. No. And, and, and then just identifying it and going, okay, in this moment, I am playing the victim a little bit yeah, here. Yeah. And so how do I ultimately move forward? And the other piece that you talk about that's really powerful is that villains try to revenge the pain yeah. and heroes try to redeem the pain. That's right. And those are the choices we ultimately get to make every day is that I have the ability to be a victim, a hero, a villain, a guide, all in the same day. Yeah. And I get to co-create with fate the direction my life is going to go. That's right. And why we say co-create is because bad things can happen to us. Like that fate can happen to us. Yeah. But what we do with those moments and how we redeem those moments of pain and then ultimately move forward with greater purpose and then go beyond that and help other people move yeah. forward with yeah. a great sense of purpose really is what ultimately provides meaning and purpose in our life. Right. And that is so incredibly powerful. And I'm so excited for people to get this book in their hands because not only is it just a great way of thinking, right? A new way of thinking about life of whether we're playing the victim, hero, villain, or guide, but also really practical step-by-step -step process, a daily planner that you can actually fill out every day that creates a sense of meaning for you. When you walk through the steps and identify the big projects that you're involved in, the goals you're going to be hitting, the people who you're going to involve in the process, what you want your life to look like at the end of your life, all those things are in there. And when you fill that out every day, it gives you a sense of meaning and purpose. Yeah. yeah basically, you're just rewriting the script for your life. You know, because somebody else is writing the script, either it's corporations or government or, or God forbid, the victim inside you is writing the script or the villain inside you is writing the script. There's a script being written, and, in, and unless you actually sit down and consciously write it, it's not going to be a very good story. Oh, I love it so much. I'm so excited for everybody to get this book and read it. And so if you've ever felt even on a, a single day <laughs> that yeah, you didn't yeah. have a sense of meaning and, and you were looking at your life and going, I want something more. This book really does offer a easy plan to follow to create a sense of meaning. And I know everybody who gets it, their life is going to be changed by this. I, it, my life has been changed by it. I mean, I literally use this stuff every single day and I kind of, I'm in the same boat as you is yes, there are hard things in life, but yeah. my life continues to move forward and it continues to create meaning for me and ideally meaning for others in this world. And, um, I love it. I love my life. <laughs> I love my life. And I'm this glad. really has helped shape it. So thank you so much for sharing and for being on here and for writing this book. I mean, yeah. you know, and for, you know, very personally just changing my own life with well, all of this. You've changed mine just as much. It's, you know, you, 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 we get to live a story together. We do. And we you do. become like the people you hang out with. And I'm very glad that I get to become like you in many, many ways. So thanks so much for having me on your show. Don, thank you so much for taking the time to share with our listeners about how they really can be the hero of their own stories. I mean, this, I just can't stop thinking about this conversation and about this book. And with all of our episodes, we always close it out with an actionable step, a step that you can actually take, a practical step you can take to move things forward in your life and your business. And, you know, I know that these past couple of years have been rough 
for all of us. We are reevaluating really everything, the way we work, the way we live, the way we spend time with our family. And yet we tell you all the time from a marketing perspective, don't tell your story. Don't tell your story. This isn't about the business side of things, right? The marketing side of things. This is about becoming the best version of you. And when you become that, when you live life on a mission, then you ultimately are going to be more effective at not only your business, but at family at life, at everything that you step into. And so for our actionable step this week, I really honestly have no qualms about telling you to go to Amazon and pre-order Hero on a Mission. It has changed my life and I know it will change yours. Go to Amazon or wherever you buy books and pre-order Hero on a Mission. And here's a really cool thing that Don has done. If you go to Amazon and pre-order the book, then you can actually forward your receipt to book at heroonamission.com. That's book at heroonamission.com. And you are going to get instant access to Don's story-based goal-setting series. And this is really just some videos that are going to help you set goals that allow you to live life with purpose and mission. So go order Hero on a Mission at Amazon. It actually comes out January 11th. And once you do that, forward your receipt to Hero on a Mission, and you're even going to get some more tools that are going to help you live life on purpose and with a mission where you can become the hero of your story and no longer have to live in the space where you are potentially becoming a villain or a victim. Be the hero of your own story story. Be a hero on a mission. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you again so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. Stop me, you cannot stop me. Go.